Girl, we're live. Talking week six, sit starts. I'm sure we're going to get some demarcado questions. I'm sure we're going to get some avocado questions. Look at the color of this shirt. The color of this shirt is flawless. Let's be real here. If we made avocado into a shirt color, this would be it. We're going to get some Jonathan Taylor, some Zach Moss questions, which we'll touch on in a bit. It is Saturday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time. Now, let me tell you something. I just got back from Baltimore. I left the office Friday at around 11 a.m. Got to Baltimore around 2. Went to a wedding. Drank some margs. Drank some wine. I really, I don't plan well when I drink. I had every type of liquor there was. Lo and behold, got my ass up this morning. We hit the Amtrak, and now we're back. We're back in New York City like I never left. And we're here to answer your questions because this is Q and Assault Saturday. How we doing, everybody? Afternoon, boys. It seems like we got more girls in here than boys right now, which is weird. Let's throw the question bar up here. Welcome, bike. How you doing, Anna? How you doing, Anna? <sighs> Congrats to JL and his wifey. Hell yeah, JL. He is our uh, the newest member of our team over here at BDG CTO. Uh, he got married last to his nine-year girlfriend, Maria, who I've met, a wonderful woman. She, had, she wrote some great vows last night. She really did. Almost had a motherfucker choking. It was me and JL. We took a pic. They had one of those like photo booths, one of the most underrated. You're not going to be able to see that, huh? Hey. Eh? Whatever, just trust that's me and him. Ugh. Okay, let's talk some fantasy. Girl, girl. Oh my goodness, it's becoming a, it's becoming a, a like a yell, a, a nation, a nation, a national cry. The girl. Not much action for my roster other than Kincaid. Is he a go? Uh, let's check it out because we've probably got some new injury concerns today. Remember, I was on the on the train back. A seemingly breeze through concussion protocol in one week after a cross-continental trip, which is miraculous at the sounds. Wondering if he clears banged-up bills. How are we? Looks like he was trending in the right direction this week. He was spotted with a non-contact jersey later in practice and did everything else in the protocol up to that point. Keep in mind, he had a concussion check and returned to the game later. Still 50-50, it seems like. As of about an hour ago, he's listed as questionable. So we don't have the answer for that quite yet. I do want to throw up a couple other things on the screen, though. First off, uh, weather concerns for the games this upcoming Sunday. Nothing crazy. Uh, all the green is realistically nothing we need to be worried about. Yellow is something to maybe consider in tiebreaker situations. We have Minnesota at Chicago. We have a bunch of rain coming pregame. Lingering showers possible. Winds of 15 to 20 miles an hour. Sustained with gusts around 30 miles per hour. So it could be a factor in the long passing game. Uh, they have Justin Jefferson out already, obviously. But Addison's a guy that most people will have in their lineups. The ugliest game on the slate is San Francisco at Cleveland. This game is going to be ugly all around because Cleveland's obviously playing without bitch-ass Deshaun Watson. Lightning rain looks fairly likely. Winds 15 to 20 miles per hour sustained with gusts around 30 miles per hour. This will likely be the ugliest weather game of the week. So that's not good. Orange and red is when we need to be concerned about the pass catchers. This pretty much, uh, combined with the fact that Watson is not playing, 
takes Amari Cooper out of any lineup I have. It takes pretty much every Cleveland pass catcher out of any lineup that I have. They'll probably go to a heavy ground game and a very short passing game. And that doesn't mean great stuff for Elijah Moore because he hasn't really done shit this year to begin with. Even when he's getting a lot of targets, even when Deshaun Watson is on the field. Um, on the flip side, San Fran, maybe they take fewer chances throwing the ball downfield. Uh, I'd also kind of imagine, like, George Kittle's a little bit nerve-wracking this week for two reasons. One, if they're not taking shots downfield. But two, Cleveland's only chance of staying in this game is having their their defensive line play immaculately, led by Miles Garrett. And George Kittle's such a good blocker that I could see them implementing a game plan where George Kittle stays in the block as a tight end a little bit more than uh, what he typically does to help on the edge with Miles Garrett. Brandon Ayuk is obviously the downfield separator, so maybe this is a Debo game. Maybe this is like a line of scrimmage game and obviously a Christian McCaffrey game. That could be uh, a big thing with San Francisco and Cleveland. I don't imagine most people that have Brandon Ayuk on their team can really um, afford sitting him. So that's all the weather concerns for this week. So Kincaid, we're still kind of waiting on word. Any news or concerns on the Laporta calf injury? So, I mean, concerns definitely there. We'll have to see. I want to say, wasn't Laporta ruled out already? I know Gibbs was. He's a coin flip for week six. Okay. Um, Cavs are notorious for injury, and the fact that the Lions are super conservative, and there's a recipe for a possible late scratch. If he's active, there's a 25 to 30% chance of re-injury, but he's worth the risk given how good he's been. Only two I would start over him, RTJ Hawkins and Mark Andrews. So, yeah, I think if um, I think if Laporte is active, like, listen, once you get down to tight end fucking, like, 7, 8, 9 this year, you're really uh, pulling in some terrible names. So, at that point, I feel like you're starting Laporta. So, unless you have, unless you went with a double tight end draft, right, unless you have one of the studs, um, Laporte is going, assuming he's active. Jackie Baby, what's up, what's up? Let me minimize this. We wrote a whole damn novel in this bitch. What's up, Nick? In a 10-team dynasty, I traded CJ Stroud and Elijah Moore for uh, for Brees Hall and Drake London. I already have Herbert, A. Rich, and Cousins. Did I get fleeced? Everyone is saying I got fleeced. If that is a super flex league, I, I actually, I don't think it's terrible, but I do think CJ Stroud, assuming this is a super flex league, because you got three quarterbacks, and if people are saying you got fleeced, then probably super flex league. Stroud's value in super flex leagues are, is like really, really high up there right now. Um, I want to say that he's like the QB6. When you look at uh, a couple a couple of websites you could use to look at like how the market values players is... Uh, keeptradecut.com and fantasycalc.com. Now, those will have rankings and trade calculators and things like that, but they're not, um, they're not like done by people who are actually in the industry. They're like market, they're, they're almost like stock market, uh, valuators. So if you go to keeptradecut.com, you can like kind of see, damn, I got like bit by a hell of mosquitoes last night or something. Um, you could see, how the market values them. And I, I want to say Stroud's all the way up at like QB six right now. So that being said, like in a super flex league, these young rookie quarterbacks, especially their value goes sky high. So I do not think that it was actually a bad trade because I think Brees and Drake, uh, Drake London both have like monster careers ahead of them. I think giving up a QB hurts a little bit. Um, that being said, I mean, you have, a, you have a good stack of quarterbacks and I, I think, 
I think what I would have tried to do is probably throwing in another rookie pick in there on your side, like even if it's like a second or something would have evened it out. But all in all, I I, I, really, I really don't really hate the trade. I don't think you got fleeced. Alave or St. Brown, half PPR. So we've got, let me pull up matchups. Let me pull up uh, fantasy points against rankings and all that kind of shit so we can give you hard statistics on everybody. So my uh, my initial instinct would definitely be to go with the Mr. Amon Ross St. Brown. I think if he is active, I want him in my lineup for sure. They play at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We have Alave in decent matchup against the Houston Texans. When we're looking at fantasy points per game allowed to opponents, the Houston Texans are actually low-key, very good. Fourth fewest fantasy points per game allowed to wide receivers. So you have Cleveland, at one, the Jets, the Cowboys, and then Houston. So they're actually um, a little bit nice. And St. Brown goes against Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who are middle of the pack. So you're talking about like 16th, 17th in that zone. Uh, Amon Ra is just too useful in this offense. I've also, I also think we've seen a little bit of a dip in Alave's volume for for multiple reasons, but I think they all should be considered when you're when you're weighing a player like this. Alave is obviously dealing with a, a minor ankle injury, so I don't want to like put too much weight on that. No pun intended. Derek Carr with the shoulder injury. And most importantly, probably, is Kamara being back. Kamara being back has kind of like shifted the weight of this offense in terms of what they're really doing. Like they're doing a lot of short dump offs. Or in the beginning of the season, it was a lot to like Rashid Jaheed. It was a lot to Michael Thomas. It was a lot to Chris Olave. They're not doing that as much with Kamara back on the field. And I do think it's a combination of the Derek Carr shoulder injury and Kamara being back on the field. But it has clearly. Um, I think hurt Olave a little bit. So I would go St. Brown over Olave here. Full PPR, Ramondre, Cooper, or Godwin. All right, so Cooper's for sure out of my lineup this week against the Niners and in that really, really poor uh, weather. You look at Ramondre against the Raiders. Um, the Raiders, I, I think, are like kind of a sneaky team all around. I do think if there's a game that Ramondre finally bounces back in, it is probably this one. Um, but that being said... I kind of like Godwin. I know Mike Evans is supposedly like full go, um, but I feel better about Godwin's floor than I do about Ramondre's. And I think they probably have similar ceilings here. I think I, I think Godwin's floor is probably 5 or 50. I think Ramondre's is like catching three balls and having 50 total yards, right? And I think their upside is probably both around 100 and uh, a touchdown. So I would I would probably lean Godwin here, beard man. Kirk or... Jared Goff. All right, so we have a little bit of the weather concerns, as I stated out before, of uh, Minnesota versus Chicago. Now, I know on paper that feels like a really, really good matchup for um, four quarterbacks, and they are allowing the single most fantasy points per game to opposing quarterbacks. Justin Jefferson is out, so we need to kind of probably temper our expectations with Kirk and figure out what we think this offense is going to be. This is probably a sneaky spot for Chicago to take a divisional win here. Jared Goff's been playing really, really well. Again, they play against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but they are on the road, which we don't love, but they are favorites. Um, I think I, I think statistically, Kirk is probably going to get it done. Like As much as, uh, as, much as the storyline adds up to have kind of a shitty game, I, I feel like Kirk always ends up pulling through when it comes to fantasy. So I think I would give it a really, really slight lean towards Kirk here. 
Also, if you were watching this afterwards, we put these live streams up on YouTube for y'all to get your uh, starts, hopefully answered probably incorrectly. But this is our Cune Assault that we do every single Saturday. You can only be in the Cune Assault if you are a Big Dog member. You could sign up to become a Big Dog member on bdge.co. B D G E dot C O B D G dot C O. You'll become a big dog member. We've got our weekly rankings, our waiver wire rankings, access to the Q and assault, access to the private discord with me and JMO in there. That's that. B Rob Jr. or Chuba is RB2. Ooh, I like this question. I think they're both, I, I think they're both relatively good plays this week. Um, I think that Brian Robinson has a much tougher matchup. Low key people don't realize how good the Falcons run defense is, man. They ain't realize it. We are currently allowing the single fewest amount of fantasy points per game to opposing running backs. The Falcons' run defense is good as fuck. We are nasty on the ground. Now, Chuba plays against the Dolphins. The Dolphins are not a good defense. They usually get thrown a lot on, and that's uh, a lot of the reasons why they don't give up like a ton of fantasy points to opposing running backs because the opposing running backs are never in game script to get a lot of carry. That being said, I'm, I'm in on Chuba this week for sure. I, I think it's really close. I think they're probably both like top 15 to 18 guys, but I feel a little bit better about Chuba with Miles Sanders out. So I'm, I'm going to go Chuba there. Because B-Rob is, for the most part, he's, he's a guy who gets it done on the ground with carries and stuff. And against Atlanta, we just really don't let up rushing yards. Start Tannehill or Tyrod Taylor in Superflex or get cute and start Josh Downs over both. Try not to be biased loser enough. Oh, I'm playing against you. How are you going to ask me a question where I'm playing against you? Uh, I Listen, I, I hate Tennessee in London. I think their travel situation is fucked. I think Ravens defense is good. I think the over-unders in London games are usually really, really low. But I just don't see a world where, I am, um, where I'm starting Tyrod Taylor. The Bills' defense is banged up, but they do have to travel to Buffalo. They are 15-point underdogs. The over-under is 44, which means Vegas is expecting the Giants to score, what is that, 14 points? Minus 15, so you're talking about 29 points for the Bills and 15 points for the Giants, right? That's 44. They're expecting a miserable performance out of the Giants. Uh, their offensive line is terrible. They're going to be living under pressure, which probably means a lot of sacks, maybe some turnovers, maybe some strip sacks. I Realistically, I would probably go with Tannehill there. Um, it is full PPR, so I guess I, I don't even know if I would hate Josh Downs over Tyrod, but I don't know. Like Tyrod is not a guy that I really want in my lineup at all. I'd probably go Tannehill. Don't feel good about any of those options, though. We have Higgins, London, or Osborne, half PPR. So we've got T returning from the rib injury. The uh, the Bengals have a nice little matchup against Seattle. The Seattle defense is currently allowing the single most points to opposing wide receivers. We've got Drake London going against Washington, who is another really, really shitty pass defense at the moment. And we have KJ Osborne, who is obviously taking over for, I guess, Justin Jefferson in his absence. And the Bears have a lot of fuckload of points to opposing wide receivers and quarterbacks. So I think you have, honestly, like three relatively good options. I think like it might be even on uh, in a vacuum. Osborne, I guess, with the weather concerns, I might knock him down a peg. That's where I use those kind of uh, cheat sheets for like tiebreakers. 
So I'm going to take Osborne out, maybe see how the offense runs one week without Justin Jefferson, and then if he does well, we can put him back into our lineup. London, I mean, it's just really hard to trust his passing game, and we saw Joe Burrow bounce back. So if T. Higgins is active, I'm probably playing him in my lineup. That's how I'm looking at that one. Scary Gary. Start one and a half PPR, Saquon Higgins or Moss. Worried if I wait on Barkley, I'll be stuck flexing a garbage option. Bradar or Everett Parham are available on the wire. Uh, yeah, I, I think I think it's very likely that Saquon plays. But that being said, I don't feel good about Saquon whatsoever. Again, the Buffalo defense is really good. Their offense is terrible. The offensive line is terrible. Everything about the Giants is terrible. Um, so I'd be looking at Higgins or Moss. And, and to be quite honest with you, I know Jacksonville's defense has been sexy, but like, Zach Moss has been sexy. Never in my life did I think those words were going to come out of my mouth. But Zach Moss has played like a phenomenal running back, man. Um, that being said, though, I, I think Higgins and Moss are both really good options. Obviously, JT is going to get a little bit more involved now that um, they're moving closer to you know that contract situation or moving further away from the contract situation. He'll be more and more involved. I guess my biggest concern with Jonathan Taylor was just the fact that like he got so few touches and carries last game that even incrementally moving him up would still mean he's not getting a ton of touches this game, which makes me feel pretty good about Moss, just how good he's been playing. But Higgins has the matchup. Higgins has the quarterback back. Um, so it, it's really, really tight between Moss and Higgins there for me. Scary Gary. I'm, I'm, I'm going to let I'm gonna let you make that decision. Um, I think if it was my team, I, I think ultimately I would lean towards Higgins, but I, would, I wouldn't blame you for going with Moss there. Half PPR, start two, Ridley, Alave, and Flowers. Uh, Ridley is definitely getting into my lineup. And then it's Alave or Flowers. I, I, I really like Flowers this week against the Tennessee terrible pass defense. But again, like, Flowers continues to feel like one of those guys that were just, you know, throwing all the underlying metrics. Like, oh, he should do this and he should do that. And he just continues not really to get it done. Uh, and Alave is awesome. So I'm just going to go with the first two there, Ridley and Alave. Jameson Williams or Josh Reynolds, rest of season. Uh... Eh, Detroit pass catchers. Dude, Reynolds has played great, man. Uh, I, I think I would just take Reynolds there. So with the weather, game script, etc., start Fergie over Kittle. Uh, you know what? I really wouldn't blame you there. I, I really wouldn't blame you. It's going to be a high over-under in that Cowboys-Chargers game. They're expecting a lot of points to be scored. And Ferguson's been very, very, very involved. And I think the Cowboys are probably due for a bounce back. And the Chargers fucking stink. I don't know how the Chargers fare against tight ends, though. Let me look at that. Uh, they're middle of the pack. They're they're kind of like they're on the borderline of bottom twelve in terms of fantasy points allowed to uh, opposing tight ends. They're not they're not terrible. They're not great. Um, the Browns, on the other hand, are pretty good against them. So yeah, I, honestly, I, I wouldn't blame I wouldn't blame you for that. I don't know if I have the nuts to personally do that, but luckily you don't have nuts, Anna, so you can kind of do what you want there. That was a bar. Half PBR. I got to bench one of these guys: Pittman, Higgins, if healthy. Ayuk, Nico Collins, Rashad White. Ooh. Um, Pittman's with Gardner against Jacksonville in Jacksonville. Ayuk with the weather. Nico Collins. Nico Collins. Um, Nico Collins feels like a great play because Tank Dell is out. But I will say, Nico Collins has a lot of Mike Evans to his game, and Marshawn Lattimore has only shadowed one player this year. He's only shadowed one player this year, and it's Mike Evans, normally, because he always shadows Mike Evans anyways. Um, 
So that kind of gives me a little bit of a pause for concern that Marshawn Lattimore is going to shadow Nico Collins like he does with Mike Evans. And he usually holds Mike Evans relatively in check. I know this year Mike Evans has been balling, but I think um, I think I would sit Rashad White here, actually. Rashad White's been disgustingly inefficient this year. They're playing against Detroit. Detroit's got a killer fucking run defense, even though they're pretty banged up on defense. But, yeah, I think overall I really like all your wide receiver options. So I, I'm going to sit uh, Rashad White here, Tindy. Tindy, baby. What up, Influence? We s- Can you guys not hear me? Is my mic not on? Check, check. Check, 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 check. Yeah, we on. We on, we on. We started JT this week. Yeah, so JT, again, he, he's on the borderline for me. We're like, I'm not. There are a lot of options that I'd feel more comfortable starting over him. I don't love JT this week. He can take a step time. He'll be like a 40% player, and that's where I'm like, oh. is your mic on? Half PPR, one wide receiver, two flex, Mike Evans, Zay Flowers, Damian Pierce, Jonathan Taylor, Deonta Foreman. Uh, Mike Evans, I think if he's playing, you got to start him. I, I kind of fuck with Deontay Foreman, man. He's the only running back they have there. He's the only running back they have in Chicago. Like, they got nothing else going on in Chicago with Roshan and Clue Herbert inactive. And it's not like Deontay Foreman's a shitty player. Deontay Foreman was great last year. He had some really monster games, and they're not afraid to feature a back. Like, if they got one healthy back, he's probably getting 20 touches. So... I'm going to throw in Mike Evans. I'm going to throw in Foreman. And then Damian Pierce has looked good. The Saints defense is uh, pretty fucking stellar. But the touch count for Pierce has been really, really high. Um, So I think I'd go Evans, Deonta, and Damian Pierce. If Saquon is out, pick one tier PPR, 2-2 Logan Thomas and Fergie. I really like Logan Thomas. I'm going to go Logie there. FPPR, one running back, one flex. Brian Robinson, Madison, Hubbard. Uh, I will sit. Man, I want to sit Alexander Madison, but if the weather's shitty and it is the Bears defense, he's probably going to get a lot of touches. Falcons Rundy's really good. Uh, Hubbard's going to be in there for me for sure. And then we have Madison and Brian Robinson on the flex spot. Save big on brunch for mom. All in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Mm, Let me look at something right quick. I'm going to I'm going to sit Madison. I'm going to sit Madison there. I just think he's probably the worst player here. Swift Tataki, I don't Trade A.J. Brown for Tony Pollard in full PPR. My other wide receivers are Ridley, D.J. Moore, Flowers, and Myers. And my only viable RBs are Brees Hall and Damian Pierce. Um, I 
I think you lose that trade. I'm actually I'm I'm just I, I think I'm just gonna say no there. I think you can I think you might be able to up up that up that trade. I think you might be able to go in full PPR. I think for AJ Brown, you should be able, especially with like the multiple weeks in a row where he's popped off. Like you shouldn't have to trade AJ Brown at his peak for a guy that's on like the buy low list of a lot of pieces of content. You know what I'm saying? So like AJ Brown in full PPR is a dude who you should be able to pull like an Austin Eckler from coming back healthy from an injury. Even if you needed to add like, uh, I don't know, Zay Flowers or some other shitty RB3 to AJ Brown to get Austin Eckler, that's the kind of thing I'd be looking for. Tony Pollard's cool. I get he's getting a lot of volume, but he's not catching a ton of passes. He's not scoring any touchdowns right now. So, like, if I'm giving up A.J. Brown in full PPR, who right now is probably – I want to see where he ranks. All right, he's the wide receiver seven, but he's scoring over 20 points per game. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I feel like I need more than that. I, I think I would go for – I think I would try to up that to uh, like an Austin Eckler type. I got offered a trade package of A.J. Dillon and Tyler Argier and almost threw up. Yeah, I was about to say, like the fact that you're even asking about something getting A.J. Dillon before I finish that question. If Laporta is out, would you feel comfortable starting Jonas Smith or Gerald Everett? I have Herbert for quarterback. Uh, I, I'd be fine with both of them. I actually like – I think Jonas – I don't think Jonas Smith is a flash in the pan. I think Arthur Smith loves him. So I would be fine with that. Alave, Nico Collins, or Godwin, half PPR. Oh, God. I feel like I've – I can't tell if I've answered all – I can't tell if I'm answering the same question over and over and over again, to be honest. Um, I'll, I'll probably go it – would, it would be between Alave and Nico Collins for me. I think between those two – um, I think Nico has the harder matchup. I think Olave is a little bit more talented, but he's still dealing with the Derek Carr. I, I think overall, I'd probably go Olave there. I think it's really close, but I go Olave. What's up, brother? Mr. Kasama. I'm going to be honest. I, I have no chance I'm Alfasani. Alfasani, did I say that right? I'm an even running back. My running backs are Hall and Spears. My wide receivers are Tyreek, Keenan, Kirk, Alave, Collins, and Addison was thinking Allen for Kamara plus a wide receiver. Yeah, I, I'd be, I'd be chill with that. I mean, Kamara has been a fucking beast since he's been back. I think, I think straight up, yeah, like Keenan is probably more valuable than uh, Kamara right now, just because I'm not sure if this type of workload ensues when Jamal Williams gets back and Derek Carr's shoulder gets a little bit better. Like, is Kamara still getting seven dump offs a game? But if you can add in a wide receiver on top of that, then yeah, I'd be super, super okay with that. Jahan Dotson, Demarcado, Jerome Ford, Fergie, or Chig. Pick three, Dynasty half PPR, tight end premium, need at least one tight end. Okay, so we're picking three. Um, I'm definitely keeping Jahan Dotson. I'm definitely, wait. Is this a sit-start question? And is this a sit-start question? You made me feel like you had to drop some players in a dynasty league or something. I need some clarification on that. Start one, full PPR, Pierce or Hubbard? And would you start either one over Thomas in the flex? Um, 
I I like uh, I like Chuba there. I like Chuba over Pierce. And when you say Thomas, are you referring to Michael Thomas? Or are you referring to Logan Thomas? Are you refer- are there any to- other Thomases that I'm missing? I'm not sure what Thomas you're referring to. Pick one flex PPR. Uh, Rondell Moore could be sneaky. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. He could. Don't ever put Devon. Don't. Don't ever tell me that Rondell Moore could be sneaky. And two, don't ever sneaky try to fucking get Devontae Parker in the back of that question. We ain't getting fucking Devontae Parker in our lineups. We're never getting Devontae Parker in our lineups. Ever. No, I kind of agree that Rondell Moore could be sneaky. You're right. You're right. I just went on a quick power trip right there, you know? Like, don't ever tell me he could be sneaky. But you you right as hell. He's sneaky. He's sneaky because James Conner's out. And we saw them give him a bunch of carries last week when he was out. I do think we're probably more excited about about him because he broke a big play. He, had he not done that, we wouldn't be excited about him. Um, Tajay Spears has played really, really well. I think let me let me check out these snap counts for Rondell Moore and see what kind of work he's really getting here. Rondell Moore, he is a 75% snap player. His average at the target is just abysmal. It's so bad. It's 3.19 yards downfield. Tajay Spears, I yeah, I mean, his production is not reliable whatsoever. He's not getting a ton of targets, but like Rondell Moore has also had games of one target and two targets with zero catches. Um, rushing, though, he's been kind of good. But he's been on and off. Like two weeks ago at San Francisco, zero catches, zero rushes. Last week, though, three targets, 26 yards through the air, three for 50 on the ground. And then two weeks before that, three for 54 on the ground as well. Um, I think overall with James Conner out, I, I kind of do like Rondell Moore as a sneaky play here. So I'll, I'll, I'll go Rondell. I'll go <laughs> sneaky Rondell for you. What's your view, Saquon, in Dynasty Keeper League? Do you think he can help later in the season and next year, or should I look to get out while I can? Yeah, I mean, it's not a great it's not a great outlook right now uh, on Saquon, especially not for this year. The Giants are just in absolute shambles. I think he'll I think he'll grab a contract elsewhere. I think the situation probably um I think he probably wants to re-sign in New York. I don't know if that's gonna happen or not, but if he signs elsewhere, which I'd I'd put it at, at least a coin flip right now, um then it's going to be an improved situation, most likely. I doubt after playing all these years in New York, he's like, yeah, I want to play behind. I want to play in a shitty situation. Like he, I doubt he will sacrifice money to play in a bad situation. So I, I think he's like a sneaky – I think he's a sneaky keep or if you're competing next year or a sneaky even like buy low because people are probably out on him. Where do you check something like how Chargers do versus tight ends? Uh, so if you go to the 33rd team – the URL is literally like go on Google Chrome and type in the 33rdteam.com, the 33rd team. And then on the top menu, you'll see uh, an option called the edge. And then one of the drop downs where you'll see like passing as a drop down, hit the drop down and go to team defense. And then you can look at versus QB versus running back versus wide receiver versus tight end. And you can change it from totals to per game. And it'll tell you like uh listed in order who the best and worst are. 
it's back on before it was like computer mic or something where on your fantasy app there should be something that shows up like red or green oh okay well that that, that does that on some of the uh apps but I'm, I'm we actually have on the 33rd team or they have on the 33rd team an actual list Yep, Alex got it. Oh, well, I was talking about the 33rd team. Fantasy Life probably has it somewhere, too. Need your opinion. Half PPR. My wide receivers are CD, IU, Collins, Pittman, Higgins, Dobbs, and my running backs are B. John, James, Cook, and White. Do you think I should try to move a one, uh, wide receiver for running back or keep it how it is? Um... Let's see, CD, you Colin. You do have, it, it kind of feels like you have a, a case of the riches here. What I would try to do is, I would probably try to move a wide receiver here. I, I think, try to move either Pittman or Higgins after this week. Whichever of those guys has a big week, I would try to capitalize on moving them. I would see if you can do something like um, Pittman, uh, Pittman, or Higgins, whoever has a big week, plus maybe Rashad White, and see if you can upgrade that RB3 spot there. Uh, I think James Cook will have a big week this week. So I, I don't think there's anything, despite like how kind of shitty he's played recently, I don't think there's anything to really, really worry about with uh, with James Cook. I think he'll bounce back fine. But see if you could wait for Pittman or Higgins to have a big week, package him with either Rashad White or if you have another player on the team and see, and see what you could pull off in terms of... Um, Upgrading there. Two flex, one tight end, sit start. Okay, so that dynasty question from before. Two flex, one tight end, sit start. Okay, so um, I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna try it out, Demarcado there, and see what he's all about. Really hard to trust Jahan Dotson right now. Unless you're in a redraft league and you trade for him, then you should definitely accept every trade that comes in with Jahan Dotson for sure. Um, I'm definitely trying to ride DeMarcado, though. And then we have Jerome Ford plays against the Niners in that shitty weather. Kind of hard to trust. I don't feel good about Chiggy. I, I would start Fergie at tight end. And then uh, then you're choosing between Dotson and Jerome Ford. Ugh, Dotson's been bad. The Falcons' uh, cornerbacks are very, very good. But we do allow points to the slot wide receiver which John Dotson has been playing enough of let me see let me see what exactly his rate in the slot really is though all right he's played he's played uh like 45 percent of his routes in the slot right there so I, I can't imagine Jerome Ford's gonna have an efficient day against the Niners it's going to get sloppy. Maybe they lean on him because of that. Uh, I, I still believe in Dehan, uh, Jahan Dotson's talent. Like, I still think he's a good player. So, I think because of that and because of the weather there with San Fran, I think I go Dotson, DeMarcado, and Fergie. Yeah. If not JT, then who are we thinking? Pierce, B-Rob, or Godwin? There, I would probably go... I'd probably go B-Rob. How do you feel the rest of the season about a roster of A-Rich, Fields, Bijan, Gibbs? I think I win the chip. How about you? I mean, you've got good QBs. 
you're going to need help at running back, I think. Gibbs is Gibbs is not a good fantasy player right now. Diggs, Alave, Ferguson, I, I think your wide receivers are dynamite, though. I think you could probably make a move for an RB2. I mean, you have like four wide receiver ones. Diggs, Alave, Ayuk, Evans. I mean, if you could start all of them, then maybe I'd just keep that and try to figure out an RB2 from the wire or something like that. But yeah, I think it's a, I think it's a good team. Or upgrade a tight end or something like that. But full PPR, having a stacked wide receiver group is sexy. Would you straight up trade Keenan for Bijan in full PPR? Uh, I, I think it's kind of a lateral move. I, I, th I think they're bo both like if you redrafted today, they're both like back end of the first uh, picks. So I I don't know if I could lean one way or another. I think it would more so depend on, you know, if you have more wide receiver depth or running back depth and how many you start at each position. Okay, great. Thanks for that walkthrough on 33rd Yeah, for sure. For sure. I could show you the, if you guys need me to like sh uh, show you again where that was, I could actually, I could put it on the screen, but I like you could probably figure it out from there. Full PPR, start one, flex. We got Damian Pierce, Michael Thomas, Deontay Foreman, Drake London. I'm, I'm, I'm going in on Deontay Foreman, man. I, I just, I think there's no chance that he doesn't get 20 touches. He is the only active back besides Tristan Ebner, who is, who's there for like five days. Who's been there for like five days? So, um, very in on, very in on Foreman this week. Maybe to my detriment, but Jacob Logan Thomas or Jake Ferguson? Definitely Logan. Logan's Logan's been balling. Uh, they play the Falcons. The Falcons have absolutely been destroyed by tight ends. They they don't allow success. They don't they don't let runners run up the middle, and they don't allow wide receivers to have success on the outside. But what happens is they're letting a lot of uh, success happen over the middle. So, like, slot wide receivers and tight end. Um, they're allowing the second most fantasy points to tight end. So, that's why I feel like Logan Thomas is going to have a nice little day here. I have a lot of people in my Dynasty League have PBR trying to get me to trade away Ridley. Do you think I should hold on to him or try to get good trade value? I, I, think, I think he's certainly tradable. To me, a lot of the times when I look at, like, top 10 fantasy wide receivers when it comes to Dynasty, I just want to hold on to them and let them just be pieces of my offense or pieces of my team for the next five, 10 years or whatever. But with, um, with Ridley, he's, he's kind of older already. He's a little bit older already. So I, I have no problem with getting rid of him. If you can trade him for, um, do you have any examples of any of the trades that are like being offered to you? Like if you could trade him for maybe a wide receiver who is much younger, but, um, but a little bit lower in value in terms of like rankings or stats or whatever, that's something I would be okay doing. Like for instance, like a Nico Collins is probably, I don't know, the wide receiver 15 or 18 in dynasty right now where Calvin's probably like nine, 10, something like that. You're downgrading, like sacrificing maybe a little bit of production or statistics, but you're now getting an extra like five years out of the player. And now he's paired with CJ Stroud too. That's just an example. I don't know if I'd exactly do Nico Collins just kind of off the top of my head, the way I'm thinking about it. I'm always okay moving down a little bit in production for a huge age gap in Dynasty. Is there a couple running backs you kind of think I should shoot for with the Pittman, Higgins, and White trade? Yeah, let me um let me jump on Sleeper real quick and get a list of players that I think would be realistic and targetable.
Um, okay, well, for one, Kyron Williams, I know he's playing really fucking well, but he seems to continuously get on like the sell high list of everybody. So Kyron Williams is a dude that I would love to pull off for that trade. I think he's a he's going to be a player for the rest of the year. Uh, you're pro you're not going to get a Miami running back. I don't think you're not going to get an ETN. Probably not going to get David Montgomery. But also, anyone that I'm saying you're not going to get, if you can get them, definitely would. I'm just trying not to, like, waste people's time and breath. DeAndre Swift would be another guy I would look to go after. Uh, you're not going to get Kenneth Walker, I don't think. I mean, you could try for those guys like Bijan or Jacobs coming off of bad games. Uh, Brees Hall. Any of those names are guys I would try to go for. But I wouldn't go for, like... If you're giving away Pittman's or Higgins who are like pretty rock solid low end wide receiver twos, don't trade for like a low end RB two. Don't trade for a Mixon or a Damian Pierce or like at that point you're going lateral and probably losing the trade. But any of the guys I named up to this point, um, I would definitely go for. If it's a Miami running back, uh, Etn, Kyron Williams, I I think Pacheco is probably right there. Maybe you can get something else with Pacheco in that trade, but Pacheco's a guy I'd probably target. Uh, yeah, like Demont, Swift, those guys. You're welcome, Anna. Uh, the Kamara owner has DK, Garrett Wilson, Terry, and Pickens at wide receiver. Which additional player would you realistically go for in a Keenan for Kamara trade? Um, I don't think he'll give up DK. I, I would take any of them. Probably outside of Pickens. I don't love Pickens. I don't think he's going to be that great when Deontay Johnson returns. I think Terry and Garrett Wilson are extremely similar players that will have extremely similar stat lines from this point forward. They're both elite talents, great route runners, really explosive with shitty quarterback play. So you're going to get a lot of inconsistency out of them. DK is the one I feel the best about by far, but probably the one least likely to get from the owner. Um, so what I would probably try doing is send that trade first. Send Keenan for Kamara and DK. He'll probably reject it. And then you could send both Wilson and Terry and just be like, you could choose whichever one you want out of those two. To me, those guys are kind of evenly valued. We trusting Jer Justin Herbert this week with that injury. Uh, you're referring to the finger injury, I'm assuming, right? Unless there was a new injury, because he's coming up. He, I mean, he had the buy last week. He had the buy last week, and it was also to his non-throwing hand. So I'm not. I, I don't think it's anything that we need to be concerned about, as far as I know. I don't think I saw anything that that feels worrisome. Yeah, no, we're good. We're good there. No worries on uh, the finger. Appreciate that with Mark Angel and Lawrence, my tight end QB. I'm just weakening. Yep, no doubt, no doubt. Have a good weekend as you, as you do, 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 do. Should I send a deal of Dobbs for Goddard? 14 team PPR, my only tight end is Kincaid, and I've heard. Yeah, I'd be fine with that. I, I would take Goddard over Dobbs there in full PPR for sure. Are you all planning to do any in-person events during the season? Looking for an excuse to go back to NYC. Um, I think we're going to try to get to a game. I, the Falcons play at MetLife against the Jets like week uh I'm trying to think it's a little tricky because once we get November once we hit November 
like half of the football season is like also intertwining with the holiday season. And since most, most of these guys are not from New York, JMO from Florida, Tony's from California, you know, guts from Philly. Like most of the people that are working in the office jails in Baltimore, uh, they're, they're typically traveling a lot during like November and December. So it's, it's a little bit difficult to like plan events, unfortunately, during that time period. Um, cause a lot of them will like leave before Thanksgiving and then stay through like December and then also travel back for like, uh, Christmas and, and the holidays, which is, you know, like three or four weeks out of like the crucial part of the NFL season. So we might do the Falcons jets game, whatever week that is. I want to say that's early December. We might actually end up going down to Atlanta for a game too, but I'm not, I'm not exactly sure. I'll, I'll keep y'all posted in the discord though, for sure. All right, well, we're at the 45-minute mark. It seems like the questions are slowing down, so I am going to dip out of here. Uh, I need to go home. I need to eat. I need to nap. I need to get my life back together because I am in shambles right now. Um, that is all. Again, if y'all want to be in the Q&A assault next week, if you want the weekly rankings, you want the waiver wire rankings, you want all that sheesh, go to bdge.co. Sign up there, and welcome to hell. Good luck in week six, except for you, Anna. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.